0: All right, and we are live, so welcome to the Google Educast. Wow, it's been a while guys, Um, episode 189 for May 17 or 18 depending on where you are in the world. This is the show where we talk about educational applications for Google products including news tools, tips and tricks and classroom applications and today I've been elected to be your host, Chris Betcher. Uh, I'm joined by my good colleagues, uh, Sean Williams. G'day Sean.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Good, where are you today?
1: today I am in Naperville Illinois
0: nice which just happens to be the hometown of our next guest which is Dan Rizak hi Dan hi how's it
2: going Chris aka Dr ezak there I am it's I am in Barrington you. Illinois which I had just learned when I was watching the TechCrunch disrupt a, a few days ago apparently the the guy who created Siri lives in Barrington and I didn't know this and he really? he lives here and he commutes to California he um, huh. So that's a big It is a very do. big commute.
0: It is a big agree. commute. Yeah, definitely. Um, we haven't done a show for a few weeks. It's
2: been a little bit slack.
1: Yeah,
2: well.
0: I've been traveling. What's my excuse? What about you guys?
2: Well, you know, we're educators. I'm running, I ran Ed Camp Illinois, and that was last weekend, and this weekend I'm running uh, Maker Fair Palatine, which is one of the first uh, maker mini Maker fairs in the suburbs uh, of Chicago, so uh, it's, yeah, a lot making things happen.
1: Well, it's that time of year, right? I mean, like, uh, I'm with you, Chris, I've been traveling, and just, like, schedules have been crazy, but... Um, for classroom teachers in a lot of the u s right now is testing season mm-hmm. so oh,
0: right. okay sorry sorry to hear that
1: well yeah, but I mean like we've we've all been crazy busy, and it's also like if you're an administrator, this is the time of year where we're like planning next year right in, yeah in the u s at least so um, yeah, it's kind of crazy times for all of us. So, I'm well, in, in Australia,
0: this is the time of year where we're all going, oh, won't the mid-year holidays finally come? Like, how much longer do we have to go? Yeah. We're all just about done um, until the start of the next term. Hey, let's dive in. We've got a ton of stuff because we haven't done a show for a while and Google haven't been stopping just because we have. <laughs> They've been bringing more stuff <laughs> out. So uh, let's start with segment number one, what's new with Google? There's a whole bunch of new stuff here uh, in no particular order. Um, yesterday, we all woke up to the very exciting news that there was this new thing called Google Spaces. You guys tried it? Well, yeah. yeah. What do you think?
2: Sean, you first.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm pretty happy with it. it's a great idea. Um, you know, like I shared in some chats with, with you all earlier, there there's still a little bit of wonkiness while they iron things out. But it seems like you know, a, a pretty great, um, gosh, I don't want to, like, call other products out, but like a Slack alternative.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, someone said that. I, I actually I use Slack a lot for work, and I, I really don't see that. Uh, man, if we use Spaces the way we use Slack, I, I just wouldn't cope with it. There's just too much conversation going on, but um, I guess it depends. Yeah. It seems yeah. like it's ideal for smaller groups rather than bigger groups.
2: I think that's what it's built at. It's supposed to be like small group uh, collaboration, um, and just I jumped into some groups that tended that already grew to like over a hundred people, and I was getting notifications <laughs> like talking about commented. Mike Elgin's group. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I was yeah. getting like twenty notifications every ten minutes, and uh, I don't know. You know. I, we, I guess we'll learn more tomorrow when Google I/O uh, yeah. starts because I I have to imagine if this is just another tool that Google is adding that they they've got to be they've got to be removing something else. Right. I can't imagine they would just add another social tool for us to collaborate with because I can see like three I don't know. There's just a lot of crossover with some of the other things like Google Plus. It does kind of take some of the Good things about Google Plus, like communities and whatever, and kind of rebrands them and makes it a little more slick. But then, if you have this and Google Communities, that just seems like competing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got the same thing. It's cool. almost like the the D
0: of Google Plus. It's like now you yeah you need a Google account to use it, but you don't need a Google Plus account to use it. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, For those that don't know what we're talking about, by the way, if you go to spaces.google.com uh, and check it right. out, um, there's a there's an app for Android and I think iOS. I assume iOS as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's a it's a discussion space where people can form little mini communities and add members to them to talk about you know, different topics. Um, so it's a nice idea. Uh, it, to me, it just seemed like what is the problem that this is trying
2: to solve? It it seems like a solution in search of a problem. Um, Yeah, no, that's a really good question to ask because that's what I kind of thought about in the beginning. Like, uh, um, I I heard a rumor uh, or I read some rumor that it's possible Google may tie this to its... There's like a Bluetooth notification system that they're, uh, they're putting out and that they may tie it to something where... You get notified that there's a group conversation surrounding a specific area, right. or a specific like a specific location, or a specific you know object or event. So let's say you go to a, a con uh, you know a, a concert, you could get pinged when you get to the con uh, concert that there's a group collaborating in this space. Now that sounds a little bit interesting to me. Um, Uh, because your device, you know, it recognizes your device, it noticed maybe, I think it does an NFC, you know, recognition, and then says, join this group so that while you're at the concert, you can talk to everybody there and share pictures or whatever. Uh, That was interesting, but I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's an interesting
0: uh, idea. I think (laughs) it would get really interesting if you had, uh, you know, probably more than 100 people in there, which something like that again. You, you right? Could, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I just again, I think it's an interesting idea. I'm just quite not sure, not quite sure where it fits into my life, if at all. You know. But but, no, yeah. no, no. but check it out. It's it's got some promise. Like I say, it only came out yesterday, so <laughs> we're still figuring it out. Has it got a
2: search function? I haven't noticed that. Can you? Can you? I haven't tried searching on Spaces yet. Uh... No, I have not. Um, I should double check that. I I've, we've been trying. I've got invited to a couple spaces, and yes, you can search. It's right at the top. Right. Okay. Um, search of spaces. Uh, the web version seems to be uh, just a little clunkier, Pinteresty. You know, very right. clicky. Yeah, um, yeah. And I I just feel like I don't know. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be positive about. I really want Google to come out with something new that kind of transcends. Facebook Messenger and some of these other tools that are out there, yeah. And I, I'm not sure this is it. You know, yeah. Um, right now,
0: I'm, I'm seeing Spaces doesn't really do much more for me than a group
2: hangout. Yeah, and group hangouts are just simpler, even though they haven't been updated in like three right. years. They're right. just simple, and you can make them, and they're, and they're done. Um, mm. I guess you know, I, I don't know. To look, start trying to. Kind of Monday morning quarterback. What Google's uh, <laughs> intentions are is probably not, you know, super helpful. But I do it anyway, just because I'm always curious about what their uh, what their goals are, what their trajectories are, and you know, it kind of looks like there's a lot of rebranding kind of going on. And yeah. uh, you know, this is yeah. separate from Google Plus, so this is uh, maybe maybe Hangouts goes away, and this is kind of your you know. Replacement for Hangouts? I
1: don't
0: know. Yeah. Anyway, we we should keep moving, I guess, unless you've got something to add there, Sean.
1: No, I I just hate to see Hangouts go away because. Oh yeah, hangouts. yeah. Hangouts are awesome.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, did, did your pizza arrive?
2: Yes, my pizza. <laughs> so anyway,
0: if Thank Sean's you. stuffing his face with pizza, that's that's what's going on here. <laughs> right.
2: Well, well if you're in it. you're in Chicago, you you're. you're in Chicago,
1: go. I got to get a deep dish, right? All
2: right. Good for Absolutely. you.
0: So I'm, I'm going to skip a thing here and go to the next one because I want Sean to have a chance to put some pizza in his mouth and I need his opinion on this this other thing. So uh, let's skip over and go to uh, just gentle notifications are now in calendar. I don't know if you noticed this. It used to bug the heck out of me when I'd be in the middle of typing something and all of a sudden everything would go non-responsive and I couldn't understand why and then I'd switch to my calendar and realize a notification had gone off saying you've got a meeting in 10 minutes but it blocked everything. Uh, apparently now those notifications are called gentle notifications and they don't Lock you out of everything else.
1: Yeah, you yeah. don't have your screen. Yeah,
0: uh, that was a lab feature, but it's now gra- graduated into a regular um, calendar feature. So that's that's a good thing. Thank you, Google. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, let's go back to this. I think this is a kind of a big news one. This Google Slides Q and A.
1: Um, it's pretty awesome, right? Have you used it, Sean? Uh, to be honest, I've only been able to use the uh, laser pointer feature.
2: Uh huh
1: and I'm still, like, it was, like, totally brand new last time I'd, I tried it. And so, like, trying to explain to people, like, I don't really know what's going on here, but I think you can ask a question. So I had a little play with it. Did you, have you looked at it, Dan, at all?
2: Actually, it came out the morning of Tech Learning Live, which was, what, May 6th? Mm-hmm. And we were just about to do a, uh, that day. We were going to do this vote because we were doing a demo slam, And we thought we might use it for this particular purpose where you could put on, like, a Google slide, a picture of whatever they were going to vote for, and then vote up, or, you know, or whatever. Totally didn't work for for, that purpose. No.
0: No. No, It's literally a QA. and a So uh, the way it works is you can um, uh, enable the ability to have questions. And you have to be in presentation mode for this to happen, and you get a little button down the bottom of the screen that says um, enable the uh, Q&A. you do need to be in extended desktop mode for it to work, so you can't be mirroring your screen to the projector uh, because you as the presenter see a different thing to what the audience sees. So the audience is seeing the slides with a little banner at the top with a link that they have to go to and then they can um, type in questions, and then you as the presenter are seeing a different screen with uh, little thumbnail versions of your slides with the the question panel on the right-hand side.
2: Um, It's nice. We, we tried it, uh, at least it didn't work for this particular thing. I was a little annoyed that there was, like, a separate place that they had to go to do the voting. It was, like, um, and, and the Google link was, like, G-O-O dot G-L dot sl- like, like, it was really long. It wasn't, like, a your usual short link, so that took a yeah. little... Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's a goo, slash slides slash random characters. Right.
2: Yeah. So... Um, I don't know. I, I think I think there's some promise there, though. I think they'll probably s- discover that there's ways that people want to use it that they haven't discovered yet mm-hmm. um, yeah. that, that'll help it improve. I like the idea that you can ask a question and then your slide just changes based on, like, that question. Oh, right. it's a fabulous idea. Yeah, I like that's
0: that great idea. idea. It's a great idea. Um, it, it's a little bit off t- topic, but have you guys looked at a thing called Mentimeter? Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Yes, I've used yeah. it. Before, but I don't really love it. Yeah. You?
0: Um, I thought it was interesting. I was in a thing the other day where some where people were asked to type in, um, you know, three words about how they were feeling right now, and the thing made a um, uh, a, a tag a cloud, made a word cloud on the fly, live as so, so as people were typing their words, in the, the thing was adjusting. I thought that was a nice feature. But it, um, yeah,
1: it is, so, and I've seen it used well before, and I'm not hmm. gonna knock it, but I think like actually, um, Pear Deck.
0: Yeah, Pear Deck does,
1: does that kind of stuff as well.
0: Good. Yeah, Pear Deck's great.
1: Pretty much the same thing, and it integrates really easily instead of sending them to out some outside 3rd yeah.
0: I guess the nice thing about the Google Slides is it's, it's an attempt to integrate that into an existing system rather than have another third-party thing that sits on top of it. Exactly. Although right now I think all the third-party things are probably more functional.
2: Yeah, no, we've been using, like, Kahoot for yeah. voting and stuff like that. It's just fun. I'm, I haven't tried Mentimeter, though. That might be more of a business class type of voting uh, option.
0: Yeah, it has, it's, I think, the free version. You can do up to two questions. So, you know, if you're more serious about it, you probably want to pay for something. But um, could be good. Uh, all right, yeah, so the slides Q&A. Um, if, if you're watching the show and you've tried slides Q&A, leave us a comment on Twitter or, or hit us up uh, at... Um, on the website at googleeducast.com and let us know what you think about it. Uh, Classroom had a bit of an update as well. You can now schedule posts in Classroom.
1: Which is pretty huge, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. from all the teachers I've talked to, it was nice to be able to save things as a draft, but being able to schedule it and post it at some future time is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, so you can create a, uh, an assignment, uh, I guess a post, or a question. I guess you can do all three types. I haven't tried that, and then schedule them for later. So put a date in and a time, and it goes live at a certain time.
2: That's good, especially you know, like when you know kids are going to be looking at their devices or paying attention.
0: So. Yeah. One thing I did notice doing something in the classroom the other day. I don't know if you guys have an answer to this or not, but I had uh, I had two classes that were doing the same work. And I wanted to put a whole bunch of things in drafts so I could drip feed them out to the classes as, as they were ready for them. So I just front-loaded all my work and put all the drafts in. Um, and when I went to Class A and released the first of the tasks, it also released to Class B, even though Class B wasn't happening yet. Really? Hmm. So what I'd love, Google, if you're listening, is the ability to, to put uh, draft posts in that are shared to more than one class, but to release them independently for each class. Yeah, that,
1: that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I thought so. Um, maybe they'll fix that. Um, Dan, you've uh, you, you've been trying this thing called Gboard.
2: I have not, but that's why I put the question in. <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> Who has tried the Gboard? I don't have an iPhone, uh, but I was curious because I know that they... I've been hearing a lot about how Google uh, finally put out a uh, a keyboard for iOS, um, uh, and I've just been hearing some interesting feedback about it just from online. I was curious. Do you guys t- try it out? If you not, we can we can move uh, on.
0: I, I tried to use it, but it didn't show up in the App Store, so I don't know if it's just a US thing or doesn't not in Australia yet. But it definitely wasn't showing in the uh, App Store.
1: And I got an Android phone, but you know, I was actually. I saw that post when they announced it, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! I want to get this for my phone." And it's not there.
2: Okay. No, but I did notice just like literally a couple hours ago that I got a an update to my Google keyboard for my Nexus Six, mm-hmm. um, and it's just a little smoother. I, you know, I, I saw in fact almost all the Google apps got updated. Yeah. Uh, you know, before yeah. tomorrow, which is Google I/O. Um, and I haven't looked at all of them, but I, I noticed the keyboard was really smooth. It doesn't, uh, uh, when, you, when you're sliding or whatever, when you're tapping, uh, the feedback, haptic feedback is very slight, uh, mm. which I really liked. It was very, uh, it seemed a lot more gentler and it was getting my words a lot more correct. So I always liked that. So there was a, it seems like that just playing with it for five, ten minutes seemed, uh, was really nice. Yeah, nice. So.
0: Cool. Yeah, I I, um, I I wanted to try it but um, uh, on my Android phone I use something else. What's the, what's the other one that you can put on, uh, there's a different keyboard. Swipe. Swipe. Not swipe. Not swipe. Um, I forget, I, I use a third party keyboard, always have, so it's just what no. you get used to. Um, YouTube for iOS now has Google Cardboard view for 360 videos. This is great because it was always there for Android but not there for iOS. <laughs> and I'll do these demos and workshops and stuff and show people, oh, look, you can do this through, oh, sorry, you've got an iPhone. Um, yeah. Anyway, so now you can, so that's great news.
2: That is that is good news. I've been playing, we uh, we make Google Cardboard in our lab at uh, at Quest, um, so every other day we've got some kid, you know, trying it out, um, yeah. and a lot of our kids bring in iOS devices, so i got to have a stock Android, you know, to, to help them out here and there, so that's good news.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of that, I, I actually have an Expeditions kit sitting on the floor down here next to me. I have a whole bunch of um, Nexus fives and a Nexus seven that I'm driving it with, and um, the beta program. So, um, cool. Maybe not, maybe not this show, but maybe next show we might do a little live demo of um, Expeditions because there's still a lot of people that haven't seen it, I imagine.
1: No, that'd be awesome. Yeah, fine. especially since you have the seven. That'd be really good.
0: Um, well, I just had that old Nexus 7, and I'm just using it to, to drive it. But you can drive it from another phone. It's uh, it works fine. It's just a little. Well,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Um That's good. No, I'm really excited about the 360 video thing.
1: And,
0: uh... Now, Android VR, um, Dan, is different. And how different? Or did Sean? Did you put
2: this in? I put it in. Now, I don't know. You know, I know. You know, when we, whenever we post the show, everyone's probably already going to hear about Android VR, but. Um, I'm hearing that at uh, I.O. tomorrow, uh, at the Google um, Summit, basically, um, that they're going to announce Android VR, so I was just curious, you know, I'm I'm kind of, I've been reading speculations about what it's going to be, but it's supposed to basically be like a competitor to Samsung's uh, uh, headset, um, and that... uh, it's not going to be as powerful as the Vive or the Rift, but it's going to be somewhere in that uh, in that category. But you know, it's it's fun it's fun for me to speculate. But I'm always of, cu- of course curious as to if now they're launching their own competitor, you know, with a uh, with a more uh, um, you know robust system. Then what happens to Google Cardboard and how does that uh, you know does that change our uh, what we're doing with Google Cardboard and Expeditions and all this other stuff or, do, or you know, are we all suddenly upgrading uh, to uh, the next thing?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. I don't know. I think... Uh, I, sorry, guys.
0: Sure. I was just going to say, I read a really interesting article the other day which is all about uh, a lot of the backstory or well, this person's opinion about the backstory about Cardboard and Google's venture into VR. And one of the points the guy made was, um, you know, in the time that it's taken other manufacturers like Rift and so on to get a product to market, Google's managed to put, like, 5 million cardboards into people's hands or whatever the number yeah. is. You know, like, it. and cardboard was only yeah. ever... Cardboard was never an end destination. Cardboard was a way of getting something quickly to market so they could get the concept of VR out into the hands of as most people as possible um, so great. that when they yeah. move to the next step, which I'm assuming is this Android VR... That the whole thing makes more sense. I think you could argue that the success of things like Vive and and and, and um, Rift and all that sort of stuff is probably further ahead than where it would have been had Google not gone down and done stuff with cardboard.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm hearing like according to Engadget anyway that uh, it's going to be baked in to Android N, so which actually could be pretty cool because you know if you could if you could take you know any existing phone, turn it into kind of like what you're doing now. Uh, but um, I'm guessing that the, the cardboard logo or whatever that VR logo is that Android's using or now, you know, like for video and for uh, you know for all these things, may take on a new life when uh, when they announce this new headset. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just sunsetting that stuff, it, I think that there's probably going to be a lot more opportunities for oh, yeah. turning other experiences into virtual res- experiences. So. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And,
1: Absolutely. I, I agree with you there. That's seems to be where it's going. And I don't know. I, I, I think cardboard isn't going to go away because it's like, how can you beat it? I mean, I, I order cardboard sets right now for like $2.00.
0: Wow, really?
1: Yeah. And
0: What are the lenses like? Are they the old
2: lenses?
1: <laughs> you know, they work.
2: I know. It, it, nice.
1: it, it's a flat sheet of cardboard and you have to punch it out and you build it yourself. But you know what? It works. And, you know, as a teacher, that that's my whole thing is, oh, you've got it. Nice.
0: Yeah, we, we actually, uh, EdTech team got a whole bunch of these made. I think we got a thousand of them. So... so the whole kit all sort of
1: with our name on the front,
0: which is nice. There um, you go. So
1: yeah, no, they, they work good. But, I, but, you know, like, so like these other handsets, and I, um, one of you said it earlier, was like launching cardboard was just a... Uh, Stop gap. Yeah, it, it was just a way to get it out there because now you're looking, if you look at uh, YouTube and... Hashtag 360 video and all the things that are yeah, for 360, yeah. and everything else that's coming out, expeditions, everything. It's it's just it was an easy way to get into the market, or not into the market, but into VR. Yeah, to create the market.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. We had we released these things at the Sydney Summit um, recently last month, and um, we had a few left over, uh, and and I just said oh, we've got some cardboards here. If anyone would like to buy one, you know, we've got. Couple left over. Just come and see us at lunchtime, man. The line, <laughs> the line to buy cardboard was longer than the lunch line. It was unbelievable. Yes. Oh, no, really? Good. Keen to get them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Um, Google I O. Google chirp.
2: Um, who put this in? I put it in. What is Google chirp? Um, well, I'm hearing rumors that uh, Google is going to announce a competitor to Alexa or Amazon Echo. All oh, right. Oh. Um, So basically like a, you know, a a hub where you can talk to Google. Yep. um, Powered by Google Now and other Google, you know, technology. But uh, there's also, I've heard, it it may be called Android Home or Google Home, um, which confuses me a little bit because I I thought Google Now was was a good brand in itself. And now I feel like they're announcing this thing that has to be Something else. It has to be. It can't be Google Now. It has to now be another thing, an, like another rebranding. Um, so there's a lot of brands. Google keeps throwing yeah. out new new brands. Um, and I, 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 I love the idea because I do use Google Now a lot. You know, you know, for directions and for search, searches and whatever. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it would, uh, you know, how it would act just sitting in the home. You know, very,
1: very I, I would totally buy into that because I love Google Now.
2: Yeah, me
0: too. I'm going to annoy everybody listening by going, "Hey Alexa." All
2: <laughs> oh, right, and everyone's Alexas <laughs> are going to turn on. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing. I would to see love what to have that ability to bio
1: tomorrow. I would love to have that ability, that Alexa ability with Google Now, because Google Now seriously reminds me of stuff that I don't even know I should be paying attention to. Mm. yeah and, I mean it it's fabulous so having that ability I would be pretty stoked I would totally invest with that in that
0: nice well let's let's uh keep our eye out for what's going on at IO tomorrow there's an IO app you can download for certainly for Android I'm not sure about iOS maybe I'm not. I haven't checked but um, there's an IO app so if you wanna follow along what's happening at the conference you can do it there Just keep your eyes on the interwebs. Um, Segment number two, tips and tricks. Just two little things to mention here. One is this is an NDA announcement that we can't actually go into. Suffice to say that if you have been working on becoming a Google certified trainer and you haven't finished doing it yet, get on with it. Get (laughs) it over with Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Just get on with it. Don't leave it too long. Um,
1: Get it done this quarter.
0: Get it done this quarter. So you don't have to think about how you might do it differently. Let's just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> there's a tip here uh, that I think Dan put in, and Dan looks like he's frozen at the moment. So uh,
1: actually, I put that one in. You can uh, put that one in. Okay, cool. Yeah, my friend Darren uh, showed me this earlier today. That when you're in using Google Drawings, and you know you can uh, create a shape. Yep. Well, those shapes are actually text boxes. So you just double click on the shape and you can enter text in there. I did not know that before today because I, I always like drew my shape. Were well, you I, one of
0: these people that drew a shape and then drew a text box and put them together and grouped them? And
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. No, yeah, I'm simple. You know that.
0: It is hilarious how, and this happens to me all the time too, Sean. I'll, I'll go somewhere and listen to someone's talk on a topic that I think I know really well because like, I've given that talk. And I go, wow, I didn't know that. You you always pick up something.
1: No, I was just like, whoa, wait a second. I've been like doing this whole extra (laughs) step.
0: That's right. You're doing it wrong.
1: (laughs) Like that I don't need to be doing. And uh, so, yeah, it was just mind blown. I was like, okay, buddy, thank you. Thank you.
0: So the tip is if you're making a, a shape in Google Drawings and you want to be able to Type something inside it. Just double click it and start typing. In yeah, fact, you know I, what? I, I, I don't even think you need to double click. I think you can just make the shape and start typing, and so long as the shape is active, it just starts. Just
1: start typing, oh. you know. Well, there's a pro tip there too. Yeah, uh, and,
0: and it's not just drawings. I believe it also is the case in slides and and it might it might be in docs as well. It's definitely in
2: slides. Anyway, hey, I need you to pause and go back for one second. Is that okay? Yeah. Sure. I I froze there. Apparently, I got logged out. I don't know how that works, you know, but that was weird. Filter. Yeah. No, but you said something about uh, uh, people who are taking their Google certified tests. You can't say anything, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to get it on or get Mm -hmm. it over with? Uh huh. um, Would that mean, like, get it over with before June 15th or.
1: Before the end of the quarter, and uh, what's the fiscal quarter, I'm August? Or
2: I
0: would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Can't really go into details there, Dan, but uh, let's, just, let's just say that it's that there could be some changes coming, and if you're halfway through doing it, you might want to just get on with it and finish yeah, it. I'm, yeah.
2: done. Well, I'm done, but <laughs> I'm training a group of people right now, and we've been pushing them to take their Google-certified Level 1 test. Right. Um, and so... Okay, well, the so
1: level one test is totally different from a trainer. A
2: trainer. Okay. Okay. So I just want to make sure we're yeah, talking no, we're, about. We're talking specifically about trainer.
1: Yeah. The level yeah. one, level two test. Nothing's happening with them. But if you're going to apply to be a trainer, get it they, over with. They might be good things to have too.
2: Gotcha. So practice your lightsaber skills because it's going to be a new. There's going to be a new level. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Okay. Uh,
0: Second number three, Chrome and Android. Have you guys seen the demos of Tilt
2: Brush that's going around?
1: Uh, I have seen some, but I haven't seen the most amazing one.
2: I've heard a lot of good things at EdCamp. They mentioned it a few times, but I wasn't in that session, so I did not see it. So So this is not... Let
0: me see my screen sharing. Yeah, I'm screen sharing. Uh, So this is not... um, so Tilt Brush, what Tilt Brush is, if you're wearing a HTC Vive headset, uh, you can buy this piece of hardware from Google apparently. I don't know whether it's currently available or it's coming but it's called Tilt Brush and you can basically using the 3D headset paint in 3D space. So you look like a crazy person because the person watching you can't see anything but what you see using the headset is this amazing 3D shape. So there's a there's a link there in the show notes. Um, to a thing called virtual art sessions. So I'm just going to pick one of these here. Let's let's pick uh, I don't know this this couple here, Yock and Sherio. They're a couple of street artists, and I don't know how this will go across the live stream, but we'll we'll see. So what what you see in this is a video demonstration of the artist actually painting with this Vive, and down in the lower right hand corner you actually see a thumbnail of what the artist or herself is seeing. Right. Okay. Oh gosh, now, that's amazing. Now, wait, 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 it gets even better. So if I pick this up with my mouse and move it, this is actually three-dimensional. So this is a 360 view of what the artist is doing? doing that I can move around. This is a Chrome experiment. <laughs> this is just the power it's of odd. Chrome's rendering engine. So we've got we've got yeah, a 3D yeah. video, uh, a, uh, a picture-in-a-picture yeah, video. And it's all 360. And, you oh, can, and at the same time, you're kind of seeing what this person's doing with the brush there. They're painting that shape. Is that so astounding? If so I were separate?
2: looking at this with a 360, like, uh, device, yeah. um, this would be even better, right? Um, or am I just watching this? For, for no,
0: this is you're just watching this. This is just a demonstration, basically, right. of, of a Chrome experiment. There that would a, be down the, the bottom corner there. I wonder if I click on that. Oh yeah, if I click on that, it swaps places. So now you're seeing this is what the artist is seeing as they're wearing the 360 headset. So they're actually inside that big blue blob they're painting, and that's what they're oh, seeing.
1: Gosh, that is so amazing.
0: But if you switch to the other view, this is what it would look like from the outside, and this is the shape that that person's just created. You can see them; they're stepping outside it. That is very cool. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty neat. So if you want to check.
2: Yeah, no, that uh, that looks really cool.
1: That's uh, I I'm mind blown. Like Chris wins tonight's H- Educast.
2: <laughs> he wins Educast. There you go. I think he broke Educast, but he wins.
1: I think he might have.
2: <sighs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he, there. There. He, he swapped cameras now. He um,
0: <laughs> so that's weird. My other computer just completely crashed <laughs> and is restarting. No,
2: but no, that was like a very fast like recovery. Look at that. Well, uh, well,
1: really that's probably good to know. Like, that, yeah. That's pretty awesome, but probably sucks up a lot of CPU.
0: Yeah, well, it certainly just uh, killed my iMac. So it's just restarting right now. Um, so I have I have nothing to see here except uh, except the live stream. So can you guys tell me what the next thing is in the notes?
1: <laughs> uh, Rather a Chrome-based alternative to Illustrator?
0: Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I can't show you because my computer's restarting, but let, share that?
1: let me uh, screen share. Oh, yeah.
0: So if you've used Illustrator before, um, so uh, let me put it in, pre- I, I've moved to a Chromebook as my main computer these days. I'm using a Chromebook Pixel. Um, so I'm always on the lookout for web-based apps that are reasonably powerful that let me do a lot of the stuff that I needed. Installed apps to do, uh, and so things like uh, Pixel editors become a reasonable alternative to something like Photoshop. And there's some reasonable alternatives to things, but I had not found anything for Illustrator. Oh, uh, and so time. this thing called Gravit is, um, and again, it's it's not Illustrator. Don't get me wrong, but it does a lot of the similar kind of things in terms of vector-based drawing. Um, you know, it's got some good pen tools in it. It does fills and all all that sort of drawing stuff. So if you're looking for something a little bit more sophisticated than Google Drawings, but uh, not as full on as Illustrator, that runs in a browser, uh, Gravit looks pretty good.
2: So how does this compare to, say, like Pixlr? You may have just said that, but I wasn't listening. <laughs>
0: yeah. P- Pixlr is more of a, um, a bitmap-based editor. Oh, so oh okay. It's, right. it's more of a Photoshop alternative, whereas this is more of an Illustrator alternative.
2: Gotcha. All right. All right. That That's cool. Um, has anyone seen the Chrome versions of Adobe products that, that said they were going to be released? I, I would, you know, like the Chrome version of Photoshop that was supposed to be, like, released, like, a year ago?
0: I've, I've been running the demo, because um, as well as being a Google-certified teacher, I'm also uh, on Adobe's education program as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I've had the demo of that for a while. Um, I, 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 mixed results. Sure. Uh, all it's really doing is running Photoshop in a terminal session.
2: So it's like a Citrix type of thing almost?
0: Type of thing, Yeah. So you, you're literally running uh, a remote session of Photoshop and I find it very jarring because I'll be on a Chromebook or a Mac and I'll fire this thing up and I'm running like a uh, Photoshop running in Windows and all the dialog boxes are Windows dialog boxes and stuff and it's, it's very jarring. Not a smooth experience. But I did have dinner with some people from Adobe the other night, and again, I can't probably go into too much detail, but um, um, how can I say this? One of the lead developers in the education um, area in Adobe uh, uses a Chromebook Pixel. All right, then. And I said, so... There's a
2: signal to everyone.
0: Does that mean that we're going to see stuff that will run purely in a browser? And the answer was yes, but we don't know when.
2: Okay.
1: He's still talking about Gravit?
2: No, he's talking about, well...
1: Well, I mean, yeah.
2: Right. Interesting. No, I'm just very curious because uh, I think that would send a very big signal for some of the, not just Adobe, but uh, some of the other uh, software makers to start pushing their apps into the cloud, but not via Citrix, virtual machine stuff. I mean... To have real cloud-based versions of these things uh, working, so um,
0: I, I think what what we're seeing, especially with what Adobe's doing in the cloud, is that um, you know they're, they're breaking complex applications down into smaller apps. Yeah. So you know not everyone's going to need everything that Photoshop does, but if you could break Photoshop down into a series of smaller applications that did specific things but talk to each other, that's probably the way it's likely to go in terms of
1: cloud-based stuff. And Adobe's been really great about that. Everything except for what, Illustrator is cloud-based now?
0: Uh, right now, from Adobe's perspective, right now none of it is really cloud-based in in terms of what you and I would think about being cloud-based. That right. is running in a browser. Um, the cloud component comes from the fact that um, uh, things sync across the cloud. So you make make something with an, uh, an Adobe app and yeah. then you go to Illustrator and that brush is sitting there and your brushes in Illustrator. Or, you know, you, you produce something that goes to Behance and sits in the Adobe cloud. But it's not cloudy in the sense that someone who uses a lot of Google stuff would perceive as being cloudy. Right. Gotcha. No, but
1: they're definitely making pretty great strides on getting there.
0: Yeah, Adobe have really... Um, I, think, I think Adobe didn't get... This whole cloud-based thing for a long time, and the, so I think they're a little behind in some areas. But um, the stuff they're doing with apps now is fantastic. The way they're doing yeah. this across accounts is fantastic. Um, they just ne- need to take the next step now and actually make some of their applications work purely in a browser. Yeah, um, and, and they're going to be dumbed down. You're not going to be able to get, you know, um, Premiere Pro running in a browser. It's not going to happen. But yeah, no, all-
1: totally. But out. I mean, like, they're they're totally making progress. They like, now that they've seen it, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, this, this is a thing.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's pretty much where it's at. Um, yeah, so I applaud yeah. that
1: because, like, if Adobe can do it with some of their products, like, there's no reason for anyone else to not be cloud-based.
0: Well, look, and uh, we've talked about SoundCloud on the show before. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: Sorry, uh, it's sound, Soundtrap. Sorry, not SoundCloud. Soundtrap. Um, which is kind of the, the garage band um, alternative that's in the cloud. Yeah. The functionality that those guys in Sweden are getting out of that app is just mind-blowing. Um, so you can do some really amazing stuff in the browser if you, if you, you know, write software sensibly. Um, and then things like Lucid Press and WeVideo and you know, this Gravit thing. and like There is some amazing stuff happening inside the browser now. Yeah. And, great- uh, I, think, I think it really uh, it dawned on me when I moved to a pixel and I was suddenly pushing browser based stuff with some serious hardware, um, that you really start to realise what's possible.
2: I'm uh, I'm adding something to your uh, to your thing here. I hope that you don't mind. Um, but I'm taking one away. Sure. Um, I'm sorry, well, I'm totally uh the yeah, no, I don't know if you heard. I know this isn't and like... is the reason. I'm the reason, because... Uh,
1: You're taking Snagit away from all of us.
2: I'm putting it in my pocket, and it's, it's going away. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, because you were totally on a roll. But, uh, no, I just heard this the other day, uh, that, well, actually, TechSmith is refocusing their efforts, which, uh, uh, first of all, away from uh, their Chrome extension... Yep. So that's probably going away. Um, but they they said they're refocusing their ac- efforts on Mac and PC, which I thought was really kind of odd, considering that is a, um, just a, I don't know their education, uh, I mean, um, initiatives, everything's going Chrome lately. Uh, it just seems like that's that's a huge um, a huge waste. But um, I don't know about you guys. I don't. Snagit was not my actual favorite tool, anyway. Um, I used other other things, uh, like Screencastify. But um, uh, just a, I don't know. I just think it's kind of a big news item for Chrome uh, that they're ending support for that. Yeah, it
1: is. And I pushed Snagit for a long time because it was the first one that worked on a Chromebook, and the option of saving to drive, publish to YouTube. I mean, Snagit was fabulous as an extension.
0: Yeah. it out. i um, screencasting, and I would always push Snagit because I thought it was probably the better product, but um, it just hasn't got the development love over the last little while, and, and Screencastify has gotten better and better. And honestly, I don't know how you can go past Screencastify now as a web-based version of screencasting. No, totally. Yeah, I
2: always had trouble with Snagit. It always gave us, like, issues with Drive and sometimes wouldn't save and stuff like that, and I got a little frustrated with it. So we ended up moving to Screencastify and then just never never turned back. Yeah. Um, occasionally I would take a, you know, use Snagit to take a screenshot. But, uh, but either way, as a, as a business strategy, just for TechSmith, I'm, it, uh, it surprises me. They probably didn't make any money off of Snagit. It was free. Well,
1: definitely not off the extension and with the money they put into developing the extension and everything. Oh. But I'm just sad because I, I like TechSmith products in general. Camtasia oh. is fabulous. Um, the actual download and install Snagit is pretty wonderful and they've got... Coach's Eye and a couple of other things going on that are really wonderful products. So I'm kind of I'm disappointed to see it go, but you know, obviously it didn't make sense for them. So
2: they're getting they're rid of screenshots. That that's that's the other one. screenshot Yeah. Basically, all of their free products. Uh, yeah. End of support notice. They're getting rid of anything. Uh, uh, Snagit, Screenshot, uh, Screen Nomia, Teach, Teach Pro, and Nomia, which I've never used any of those other ones. So. I haven't heard of Nomia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. That's part of the problem, right?
1: <laughs> right. That is probably, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Okay, what's next?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm still trying to load the show notes. <laughs> Be
2: awake, what extension for Chromebooks.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, as a Chromebook user, I, I well, as a Mac user, I used to use a little thing called Caffeine. You guys probably use it. It's a little um,
1: yeah, little
0: Caffeine. Yeah, a little tray extension mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that just keeps your computer awake, stops it from falling to sleep. So uh, you know, it doesn't do the time out after 10 minutes or whatever. Um, yeah. it was handy to be able to toggle that on and off when you didn't want your computer to fall asleep. So there's a Chrome uh, version of that called Be Awake. Uh, it's a Chrome extension, and when you enable it, um, your Chromebook doesn't fall asleep.
1: Oh, get out. I love that.
2: I'm That's checking cool. it out. This is, a, this is a good thing.
1: My only
0: criticism of it, for anyone who might be listening who can fix it, <laughs> is the, um, the, the extension sits in the, the top of the browser there with your extensions. It looks like a little um, uh, eyeball, little pupil from an eyeball. And It's black and white when it's off, and it's colored when it's on, but the coloring is very, very, very faint, so it's actually quite difficult to tell whether it's on or off. Um, It gets a slight green tinge to it.
1: The colors need to be brighter. Yeah. If I can
0: make the colors brighter, that would be a good thing.
2: Okay.
1: And it looks like that's going to work on my MacBook. It's not just on Chromebooks.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Once you install it, I think it works.
1: So it works well. in the browser. Yeah. Well, because once an extension
0: is installed, you can't tell it to be platform dependent.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just just making sure.
2: Yeah. That's very nice. I like
1: that. That's awesome. I love that because if I can ditch that caffeine extension, I would totally go for it.
0: Yeah. We'll try it. I, I, I as
1: good as caffeine. is.
0: Do on the Mac, so I don't know whether how they clash, but uh, let me know.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll be trying it out tomorrow because I have a workshop. So.
0: Um, so that brings us to a cl- segment for classroom applications, and I was going to show you guys some stuff, but because my computer's just crashed, it's kind of <laughs> I don't know whether I can get it up in time to, to actually do this. So we, maybe we hold it over till next time.
1: We can do that. Um, you got anything anything story-telling to storytelling with my maps.
0: Yeah. So I had some examples I want to show of using um, uh, taking children's books, for example, that mention. Places, and then use my maps to actually plot out some of the places mentioned in the books, and then So you... it's
2: like a a new version of like uh, Google Lit Trips. Yeah, I guess it's that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess it's that a kind of thing. Easier version of Google Lit Trips, basically.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's the same concept. Yeah,
1: you know what might be fun is put this up to another uh, the next Educast. And we come in and do like uh, storytelling with my maps, uh, lit trips, and tour builder. Yeah, sounds good. Let's do a
0: whole episode on that.
1: And just do a whole mapping episode. OK, I love
0: it. All right.
1: Does that sound pretty good?
0: Sounds good. So, guys, that just about brings us to the end of the show then. We've been going for a while, there's been a lot to cover. Um, I've had a crash, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Um so just a couple of shout outs. Uh I haven't been watching the Twitter stream. I don't know if you guys have, if there's anything going uh, on there that's worth mentioning.
1: I have been. We've got a couple we've had a couple of emails at hello at educast. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm trying to keep up on those and make sure we get back to everyone. Uh looking at the Twitter shout outs right now, uh course, Nick Cusumano is awesome and um, is looking forward to seeing us at ISTE and looking forward to catching up with him. And Christine Mong? Mongi? monge I, I know I'm brutalizing that. Yeah. But it uh, looks like she's going to be at uh, ISTE as well, so it'll be great to catch up with her. And
0: uh, Now, yeah. speaking of ISTE,
1: Bring it, bring it, Chris.
0: Yeah. Bring it so uh, we are going to be, we, when I say we, uh, some of the team here is going to be doing a presentation at ISTE called, uh, what's the name of it, Sean?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, building Community with Google Hangouts or something like that.
2: It is uh, called... Um, but, I, don't, I have a creating community with Google Hangouts. Right? Oh, no, nice.
1: Google Hangouts, okay. but you, basically. Can,
2: you can actually go. I created a short link to the... You can go to tinyurl.com slash ISTE Hangout. And that's and a good that cool
1: show way. notes. And it's going to be Wednesday, June 29th, from 10.15 to 11.15 at ISTE. Yep. that's right. And uh, Chris, you're not going to be there, but hopefully you'll be able to hang out with us.
0: Yeah, I was hoping to be there, but unfortunately, I think I need to be in Christchurch that day. So, I will be um, hanging out in and joining you guys. Uh, and yeah. basically, I think I think the concept of it is to share a little bit of the story about how the Educast was created. And Dan, you're a big part of that, obviously. Um, and then you know how uh, uh, how we've managed to build this really great little community of people that apparently like what goes on here.
1: Yeah, and definitely. Uh, so, Kim Zimmer, Dan, myself will definitely be there. I think Juan is going to join us. We'll You're going to us. Fred, right? Certainly Fred is going to join us on a hangout. Um, there's a chance Kevin will be there. So. Yes.
2: There's also a chance a couple of the original Google Educasters will be at ISTE. Cool. Um, yeah, so there might good. be a way for us to in, in, in invite some of the, the 2010ers, basically. Wow. So,
1: going back in the day.
2: I know.
0: Yeah, nice. All right, so uh, if you're at ISTE, come and see us. Come and say hi. Um, Absolutely.
1: EdTech team is going to have, a, we're going to have a presence there as well, so.
0: Yep. Yep. EdTech team will have a huge thing there. Um, speaking of which, there's GAFE summits going on everywhere at the moment. Uh, um, I don't know what you guys, what your schedule's like, but mine's insane at the moment with, with summits going on all over the place, all over the world.
2: Illinois, um, since I'm in Illinois, uh, there is an Illinois EdTech Summit going on June uh, 16th, I think. Come on up, June 15th and 16th, Illinois it's Summit.
1: It's in the, uh, the link mm-hmm. is in the show notes, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and the uh, last two things here, the weekofmaking.org. It's a White House initiative that I'm sure one of you can tell me more about.
2: Well, you may know, you know, I'm, I'm a maker teacher. I'm a, I am do like, you know, the whole maker movement type of thing. And I'm um, uh, hosting a maker fair in a, week, in a couple days, uh, and which is cool because that's a precursor to the White House. has got a whole week of making. If you go to weekofmaking.org, you can kind of see there's new events being posted every day about what's happening during the Week of Making, um, and, and as opposed to it just being in a couple years ago, they did their own Maker Faire. Uh, but June 17th through 23rd, uh, you can go to weekofmaking.org. If you have an event that's going on during that week, go ahead, but uh, you can get involved and post projects and um, you know, follow the hashtag on Twitter. I see a lot of cool things going on there. Um, it's it's cool you know it's uh, it's that kind of, that's the kind of summer stuff I love you know where you can finally get a chance to relax a little bit and just watch the the uh, creativity fly so
0: yeah, nice, nice. and Ed camp Illinois is this a separate thing or a different thing
2: well we did just have Ed camp Illinois uh, a couple hundred people ascended to uh, Arlington Heights Illinois and uh, um, I did want to just say you know We collect a lot of resources, Google and otherwise, and if you go to edcampillinois.com slash schedule, you can see every session and every resource that we collected from, you know, maker sessions to Google uh, stuff um, at that link. So edcampillinois.com slash schedule. Cool. Excellent. Awesome.
1: Good seeing you all. Yeah. And thanks for hanging out. And let's do this again with a focus on maps and stuff. Yeah, That's that'd awesome.
0: be awesome. great. See if we can get some of the other team in for the next episode. Um, where can people find you online, Dan, these days? Uh, I can
2: go to they can go to uh, danielrezak.com. They can go to drezak on Twitter. That works. Okay, cool.
1: Uh,
0: Shawnee, where
2: can people find you?
1: Yeah, probably the easiest and the best way is just at Shawnee. S-E-A-N-I. On the Twitter.
0: Twitter. Okay, excellent. And uh, if anyone's looking for me, uh, I don't know, chrisbetcher.com is usually a pretty safe place. You can find all the links to everything else there. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you all next week, hopefully.
1: All right. Thanks, yeah. guys. It was good talking to you and learning with you. Thank you. Thanks again.
0: Bye. Take care. <laughs>